Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome for the first time to Viewpoints, Professor Ian Martin, the Vice-Chancellor of Deakin University. Our theme is Deakin 2030, Ideas to Impact. That's moving forward for the university. But Professor Martin grew up in the UK and attended the University of Leeds, where he completed his medical degree, doctorate and master of education. After graduation, he trained as a surgeon, specialising in gastrointestinal and laparoscopic surgery whilst holding clinical academic appointments and since then has held senior positions in academia in uh, universities in the UK, New Zealand and Australia. But firstly, welcome to Viewpoints, Professor Ian Martin. Great to join you, Henry. And uh, as, a, as an alumni of Deakin University, it's, it's an honour to be chatting with you as the seventh Vice-Chancellor of Deakin University. Thank you. Now, 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 Ian, um, your shift in career from having a foot in both the medical profession and academia to a full-time role in academia. Uh, interesting shift. Um, what was the story behind that? Because you could have gone the other way. Indeed. So pretty much from graduating, I had jobs that were some university and some clinical. And I progressed through the career built. Um, I'd spent 18 years in Leeds as a student and then a staff member. And I went to the University of Auckland, not intending to stay for a huge amount of time. Um, the children were young and we thought this would be a, a fantastic experience. But uh, over the next 13 years, I had a variety of roles. And I found that more and more and more, I enjoyed the university work because it gave me a real breadth of exposure to really smart minds across a wide range of disciplines. And it was hugely stimulating and challenging. And as I say, it, my career could have gone either way. And I reached a point where I couldn't do both well. And I had to make a call. And it was the academic side that really prevailed and um, absolutely don't regret it at all. Um, I have an amazing job, albeit interesting this year. Absolutely. Now, you've held senior academic positions now in three different countries, Ian, the UK, yes. New Zealand and Australia. Um, I'm always a curiosity. Cat similarities, differences? So, look, I think if you look at universities in most sort of countries that have come from a Western European history, um, the similarities are greater than the differences. The legislation is a little bit different. The way that funding happens is a little bit different. But the purpose of the university around um, the power of ideas, delivering great education, research and acting as sort of critic to establish thinking is the same in all of those jurisdictions. And also, universities are truly global institutions. Just about every discipline has a network of global connections. And that really does play out in being able to move between jurisdictions, not without any bumps, but probably fewer bumps than in many other careers. Absolutely. Now, you took on the role of... Um uh, Vice-Chancellor at Deakin University, just as you said a year ago. Uh, it's not an interview question because you've obviously passed that, but what attracted you to Deakin University in the first place? Look, Deakin has a global reputation for being dynamic, for being agile, 
for being responsive to the needs of students in the community and a strong distance and digital pedigree. And that mix really attracted me. Um, I love being able to get stuff done. I love being able to work with colleagues to sort of implement ideas. And Deakin gives a great platform to be able to do that. The other really interesting thing about Deakin is the fact that it is a multi-campus institution, which has its challenges, but those challenges are very much outweighed by the benefits. So we've obviously got our uh, historical base in Geelong with the Warren Ponds campus uh, expanding into the Waterfront campus. Um, we have uh, our smaller regional Warrnambool campus, which gives you exposure to all of the challenges of regional education and regional universities, but also a very large metropolitan campus in Burwood. So 30,000 students in Burwood. So we've got a university that really does cover the full spectrum of higher education in Australia in 2020. Mm, no, that's a fair point. Now, uh, when you took on the position, Ian, you couldn't possibly have foreseen the COVID-19 impact and uh, things have changed so dramatically so quickly. Um, how has COVID-19 impacted on the direction and actions that you thought you might have been doing that you've now had to reframe? So it's been... Uh, a very, very interesting, in the fullest extent of the word, first year at Deakin. Um, just as a slight aside before I answer the question, we, I came in and we were starting to think about our new strategy, tail end of 2019, beginning of 2020, and we did some scenario planning around things that might happen to the sector, things that might change quickly that could have a profound impact on what we might do. And I presented these to some of my executive colleagues. And whilst they engaged with the conversation, I think there was a little bit of um, polite rolling of the eyes saying, well, yeah, these are scenarios, but none of this is ever going to happen. And six to eight weeks later, we had a scenario that probably involved elements of all of those scenarios happening really, really quickly. So what impact has it had on us? Well, um, the, we had to pivot to uh, almost completely online education, not once but twice this year. So uh, a date that will be scarred in my memory on the 17th of March, I got the executive team together and said, I think I can see what's coming. We need to stop teaching this week, take four days to adjust, and then the following week start delivering largely, with a few exceptions, completely online. And so we went from uh, an online cohort of about 18,000 students to an online cohort of about 62,000 students in the space of four days. Um, and the university community, both staff and students, came behind that. They worked with us. It wasn't always perfect, but I think Deakin should be really proud of what it has achieved this year. So. Um, and we did that. We worked our way through um, our first trimester and we got to June, early July thinking, right, well, the rest of the year will gradually transition back to a, a more hybrid campus model. And of course, uh, history tells us that something else happened and we had to move back to an even more complete online. 
Um, we learnt a lot from doing it. There is quite a lot there that we won't go back to. Some of the ways we've approached assessment and examination, uh, things that have worked, things that haven't worked quite so well. The other big impact has clearly been on our international students. Um, mm. And so Deakin has a very proud international history almost from the first day we started in 1974. Um, about a quarter of our students are internationals. Um, about a quarter of those come from China, about half from India, and the remaining quarter from the rest of the world. Now, of course, in late February, early March, when the borders were closed, that pretty much meant no new students started, um, which threw down a number of challenges. But also, of course, we had thousands of international students whose personal lives have been thrown, um, everybody in the university's personal life has been thrown into the air with COVID, but more so. I mean, I can only imagine you're 18 or 19, you're in a country that you thought you'd be here for half a year, you'd go home, see your family and come back again, and then you're stuck. There's no flights. Um, your part-time job's gone. That network of support is gone. So we had a lot of work to do around how we support those students and through the university, some of our donors and supporters and the wider community sitting around our campuses um, have provided a huge amount of support for those um, students. And then, of course, we can't forget the impact on our staff. I mean, uh, they've had to learn to work from home. I mean, we're not unique in this. Everybody's had to navigate it, but it's meant a very different way of building and maintaining teams. Um, a very different way of working together. And um, most people have really uh, done their utmost to make it work. And I think, again, I am hugely proud and grateful to the Deakin community. But um, it's been a year of, for quite a chunk of it, the only constant has been change. Um, so what does that mean for the future? Well, um, it's really made us think about what matters most to us as a university, where our priority is going to be, but also, and I wouldn't want to sort of say it's always about the money, but the, the changes that have happened, the downturn in international education has had a big financial impact on Deakin, it's had a big financial impact on the sector, and that is going to continue. So part of where we go to next, thinking about our new strategy, is really going to be, right, what matters most to us? Absolutely. Moving on, um, Deakin, 2030 ideas to impact. Uh, this is your strategy plan for yes. the next 10 years, and I was fascinated, uh, uh, also having been an ex-student of Deakin University, it was born of a powerful idea, and I'll quote you what you know, to provide tertiary education at university level to all qualified persons, whether within or outside Victoria, by means of distance education programs. Ever since our ideas have defined us as as a university, an interesting way to, an interesting lens through which to explain your university. You might like to elaborate. So that first quote actually comes from the piece of legislation that established Deakin in 1974. And we took that as actually, that was an idea. It was a dream of those who thought we needed this to complement the existing Victorian universities. So we took that idea um, and grew it and said, actually, if you look back, just about everything that universities do comes from an idea. Mm 
whether it's an idea in the mind of a student at 16 or 17 to study at university, to return to university to take a postgraduate qualification, um, those ideas shape us. If it's our academic staff, it's around their thinking and ideas around research, around application, growing that. But of course, an idea, you do nothing with it. It's just an idea. What matters is the impact that we create from those ideas, whether it's the impact and positive attributes that we give to students to go out and build meaningful or help them build meaningful and successful lives and careers or the impact of our research. And that's not just the traditional academic impact of let's publish lots of papers, but it's about the impact we create um, through some of the work we do culturally, socially, um, some of our most successful areas, uh, School of Education, um, uh, the Alfred Deakin Institute is about how do we make a difference socially, um, but also obviously economically, how do we take the research that we've done and translate it into new businesses, um, new ideas, new companies. And if you look up at Warren Pond's campus now, the um, the, man the new manufacturing precinct there is built off the back of ideas that have come from Deakin over the last two decades. Um, so really very much saying a university has to be about the creation, exploration and challenge of ideas. But certainly for Deakin, we're only doing our job if we actually take those ideas and make a difference. Mm, absolutely. Now, you've, you've identified five impact themes as your yes. compass in delivering your vision. Uh, that of itself is an innovative way of uh, framing it. Uh, you might like to just elaborate on that a little, Ian. Yeah. So if you look at universities around the world, we share a very common mission. Um, we are there as organisations to educate students at various stages in their life, and we are there to carry out research and apply that research. That's common. Um, but what we need to do is to find a way of saying, right, where is Deakin going to concentrate and focus its efforts? What matters to us as an institution? And probably at least, if not more importantly, what matters to the community out there? And the idea of those themes and the sort of the, the containment of those themes that sit beneath that was really to say, Deacon's good at this stuff. We've got the capability to do globally significant work in these areas. And that's where we will really put our focus on. And it will be, as I said, the compass that will help us judge the decisions we make. So whether in the advancing society um, and culture theme, we're talking about building a really strong education system, whether we're talking about support for small businesses, in our um, sustainability theme, we're looking at how we best manage our land and water resources in a way that looks after the environment, but at the same time enables uh, economic prosperity for our communities. And I think having both sides of that lens is really important. Uh, the new technologies theme, how can we take some of the best of the new technologies, be it digital or physical, and really drive progress in our communities, new businesses, new ideas, but always putting a very strong human and ethical lens on it. Um, the fourth of the themes is uh, around 
a safe and secure Australia, and that's built around the importance of work in cybersecurity, both educating the next generation of professionals, because I think this year, if nothing else, has taught us just how reliant we are on digital technology and working with our defence forces to, to make sure that we are best equipped to ensure the defence security and integrity of our country. Um, and then the final theme is around health and how do we make sure that we're educating the right next generation of healthcare professionals and working with healthcare partners to enable us to deliver innovative, high-quality healthcare for the future. They're the things that matter to our communities. They matter to Deakin. And we chose them because we think we can make a really important difference in those areas. We won't cover off everything that sits under those broad titles. We can't. And we've qualified them a little. But they really do enable us to say, this is what Deakin is about. Mm. Um, time's getting on the wing, Ian. But one thing that I, I really picked up on, um, the sense of community, togetherness, you're not alone. COVID-19 has certainly made many people feel a lot more alone than uh, ever before, and that sense of community is a driving force. You make much of uh, your focus on communities, and you say, I'll quote you, Deacon is defined by the people who make up our university community. Uh, they're not shallow words. They have substance. You might like to explain. So I think, again, this year everything's been looked through a lens, and I think in a year where things have moved online, um, We've used digital technology to connect to everybody, whether they are in the next building or halfway around the world. So in one way, this year has said, well, place doesn't matter. We can use technology to get rid of the challenges of place and distance. But at the same time, it's absolutely focused our mind on actually what makes our university special um, is the people who make up that community, both within the immediate university con constraints, but also going out from there. So I think we've really seen a year where the importance of place has been challenged, but actually I think we've come back to the point that, yes, there are some things we can do really well, but if we lose that connection to place and community, we will be much the poorer for it. So we really want to say, yep, this year has challenged us, but we need to make sure we continue to build that, we continue to value it, and link it very much to the future of the university. We are a university with a strong distance education pedigree, but we can only do that well if we have a really strong sense of community and we build that and the connection to the communities and partnerships around us. So it's been an interesting paradox this year, but again, it's one of those things that really has come back. As you said, I've worked in quite a number of countries and you can have great universities in not the best physical environments or the best physical campuses, but you can never have a great university if you don't build that sense of community. And I think that has to underpin a huge amount of what we're about. Absolutely. Uh, in conclusion, Ian, one of the things, uh, and, and I'm sure you're well aware of this, as a leader, you're at uh, a certain point of uh, focus in the organisation and uh, being Vice-Chancellor of such a large, diverse and important uh, university as we have. Um, people look to you for inspiration, leadership, role modelling, whatever. I know in my position as a school principal of a much smaller organisation that also applies. Uh this tough year, what's Ian Martin done for himself to make sure that he's in optimal condition to be that 
guiding leader of his institution. You're right. And everything you do, um, the lens is on you one way or another. And it's not only what you say, but it's how you look, how you express yourself. And people read all sorts of things into it. I think this year has been particularly challenging because we haven't had the demarcation between home and work. Um, so what have I done? Um, I've lent more than ever on my family, my wife, Fiona, and my daughters. is sort of that reference check. Um, they are really good at bringing you back down to earth and grounding you. Um, we, uh, at the end of last year, got ourselves a new dog after a few years. <laughs> and uh, actually, it's been really great because it gets you out. It, it stops you thinking um, too much about things. And we've really built from that. But it, it's been about that sense of grounding. And I think also... I've had a huge amount of support from other leaders around Geelong who said, this is not an easy year for any of us. Let's make sure that we look after each other. And again, that's been really appreciated, whether it's people from the football club, the healthcare organisations, our local politicians, that sense of support that it's, it's been tough for everybody. It's been tough for those who've navigated loss of work or reduced hours. But I think for almost all organisation, the leadership has had a year that's been tougher than most people can remember. And uh, having family support and peer support has been the difference to this year. Absolutely. Um, we've, time's got away from us, um, Ian. We could talk for hours. It's a pleasure chatting with you and uh, the inspirational vision that you have for Deakin University with such a proud history since it was established in 1974. Can I thank you for your time? Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. All the very best. Absolutely. That was Professor Ian Martin, the Vice-Chancellor of Deakin University, and he's also the President of Deakin University Australia. We'll take a short break. Don't go away. Mm -hmm.